Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright, coming to you live at 7 a.m. on this Monday, May 16th. It is so good to be back with you this morning. What an exciting weekend it was. What a great, fabulous weekend it was. All dedicated to our blessed mother, and I got to tell you, friends, I am jazzed this morning. I am, I am all jazzed up, and I'm excited for the week ahead. But before we get to any of that this morning, let's take some time to pray. We'll pray our morning offering, and we'll pray our memorari this morning as we continue to honor the blessed mother during this month of May. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, number one, I have to tell you, it's just good to be back on the air with you this morning. Um, there, there aren't a lot of people in my life that I can say, wow, wait till I tell you about this weekend, and they would be excited. But you, friends, you, I count among that number. And uh, first off, I spent Friday afternoon and evening and pretty much all day Saturday, like 12 hours Saturday, at the St. Louis Marion Conference. And I met so many of you. Wonderful listeners that tune in, walking by, saying, I, I know that voice. I've heard that voice before, but I don't know your face, so now I know your face. Well, now, so many of you, I got to see your faces and meet you and hear your voices, and I really treasure that. I mean, it's one thing to sit in the studio here and, and speak into a microphone and, and know that you're listening out there, but to meet you and to put your face to that, what a privilege that was. And then from there... Such great talks we heard from Father Wade Menezes, from Father Donald Calloway, from Monsignor Morris, from Father Stephen Imbarato, from John Carpenter, from Sister Deidre Byrne, and more and more. It was just absolutely wonderful. Uh, Father Calloway was talking Saturday night in, in the keynote address. He was talking about the secret of the rosary, you know, the sword of Our Lady. And he was saying at the end of his talk, you know, talking about how he encourages everyone to pray the rosary every day and just reminding them, you can do it. You are able to do it. And he said, and if you really think you can't do it, pray the chaplet of divine mercy. It's the rosary on training wheels. And I thought, you know, friends, all of us, we don't, we don't need training wheels, but we should pray the chaplet of divine mercy every day too. But we should be praying our rosary every day, and we can do it. We just have to make it a priority. That's plain and simple. We have to make it a priority. Um, it was just great to be with so many like-minded people on the same page, praying for the church, praying for the world, praying for one another, and doing what Our Lady commanded us to do in her apparitions at Fatima and in so many 
of her apparitions, giving the rosary to St. Dominic. You know, I, I, I was just so happy to meet John Carpenter because he's chronicled so many of the Marian apparitions, and we're in line to go to dinner on Saturday evening, and I'm like, well, what, what do you like about this Marian ap- apparition, John? And, and he would just start talking about it, and I said, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And he had the answers to everything. So I said, John, we're going to have to get you on the show sometime, and, and uh, he said, give me a call, gave me his phone number, said, give me a call. And so I look forward to the day that we're able to have him on talking about Marian apparitions. Now, for those of you that weren't able to attend the Marian conference, fear not, for we took our mobile rig with us and we did some field interviews out at the Marian conference. So all of today's show, except for this part you're hearing right now, and the part that I'm going to do at the very end, all of today's show was actually recorded at the Marian Conference. So today, we're going to happily bring you Father Donald Calloway. You know, we're out of the year of St. Joseph, but St. Joseph still matters. In fact, I love the way Father Calloway is going to put it. The year of St. Joseph has ended, but the era of St. Joseph is still going on. And uh, I'm really excited about that one. And men especially, stay tuned for that later in the show. Ladies, you stay tuned as well. But men, if you only listen to one segment today, listen to Father Calloway. Finally, one last thing I want to share with you. Just when you thought, how could this weekend get any better? You know, these great talks, these great prayers, the rosary, holy mass, Eucharistic adoration, time with family yesterday on top of all of that. Last night as the Cardinals were... uh, trouncing pouncing i don't know they, it, it was a blowout game against the san francisco giants i went to bed early i wasn't even watching the game and i woke up this morning to find out that albert pujols was the closing pitcher in his first career pitching appearance and it's always fun to see a position player on the pitcher's mound and he did an all right job i don't know that he should be a regular but he did an all right job like i said we've got a lot to get to on the show today so let's get to it first we're going to go to mike roberts for a check of the weather Today is the feast day of St. Simon Stock. Born in England in 1165, he felt called to a singular journey with the Lord as a very young man. At the age of just 12, Simon went off to live alone as a hermit, finding refuge in the trunk of a tree, which is where he gets the name Stock. After making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, he joined the Carmelites in the early 1200s and became their prior general. Simon expanded the order dramatically, establishing many new houses across England and Europe, including in Oxford, Paris, and Bologna. But these were difficult days for the Carmelites in England, and all Catholics really, and they were being suppressed on July 16, 1251. The Blessed Mother appeared to Simon holding a brown scapular and told him, Receive, my beloved son, the scapular of thy order. It is a special sign of my favor which I have obtained for thee and for thy children of Mount Carmel. He who dies clothed with this habit shall be preserved from eternal fire. It is the badge of salvation, a shield in a time of danger, and a pledge of special peace and protection. He died on this day in Bordeaux in 1265. St. Simon Stock, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Roadmap to Heaven is very pleased to be on the road at the St. Louis Marian Conference. So by the time, we've said this several times on the show today, by the time you hear this interview, it's actually going to be Monday morning. And I'm still going to be giddy because right now I have the opportunity to sit down with Father Donald Calloway, one of the best uh, writers and speakers on the Blessed Mother, the Rosary, and 
St. Joseph. Father Calloway is a Marian father of the Immaculate Conception, and it's so good to actually meet you and, and be with you in person, Father. Thanks. I appreciate that. Great job on the title for my community. A lot of people mess that up. <laughs> well, we, we do what we can, right? You know, uh, so Father... You gave a talk on St. Joseph earlier today. Tonight you're going to be talking about the rosary as the sword, and that's one of my favorite things that you talk about. But, you know, I think it's somewhat easy to forget St. Joseph. And we had the year of St. Joseph, and that was wonderful in your book, The Consecration to St. Joseph, came out. But then the year of St. Joseph ended, and, you know, good old St. Joseph sometimes gets left in in the back of the Holy Family. Um, as I look around at the world, and, and we've been talking a lot about this this week um, as we talk about pro-life issues, but just the state of culture in the United States right now in the world, why is St. Joseph's intercession so important? Well, I think, you know, right now we've got a disordered house, if you will, in the world, um, both literally in homes, but even in the church, things are a mess at the moment. I mean, there, there's real chaos. And when that happens, you need to call in dad. You need to get the father in there and to restore some order, to bring about some rules, and to um, let people know they're loved and all of that. Yes, of course. But dad is the one who kind of puts things back in shape, writes the ship, so to speak. And I think that that's why the Holy Trinity is giving to us St. Joseph right now, kind of more than any other era in human history. There's a real emphasis right now being placed on him. And I think that uh, we need to listen to that. Yeah. We talk about this often on our uh, Friday roundtable because once a month we try to pray the litany to St. Joseph as our opening prayer for the show. And my friend Gabe Jones and I often talk about those titles of St. Joseph. Mm. And and if we could aspire to any of them, with my luck, it would be, you know, doer of the dishes or changer of the laundry. (laughs) And he's the terror of demons. The demons fear him while he sleeps, the protector of the church. But that's a very important one, protector of the church. And and I want to say it was you that highlighted this for me for the first time that when we think about the flight to Egypt, quite literally, St. Joseph is protecting our Lord and the Blessed Mother. And so it's not an an incredibly ridiculous thought to say, St. Joseph, we need you to protect the church right now. Yeah. Oh, no, big time, without a doubt. And I think, you know, I think it was St. Anselm who said that when Joseph said his yes to God's plan, he began to carry all of us on his back. Um, that's amazing because, you know, we are brothers and sisters of Jesus, and so we're spiritual children of St. Joseph. And right now, in the times in which we live, where the church is just being bombarded with attacks from the world and sadly even within, man, we need St. Joseph right now. So if Jesus took refuge and shelter in the protection of St. Joseph, well, we need to do that, too. All right. So let's talk about the practical application of this mm. for a minute. Because if we were talking about the Blessed Mother right now, obviously the first thing we would say is pray your rosary yeah. daily. And, yeah. and by the way, listeners, pray your rosary <laughs> yes. daily. Right, Father? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So with St. Joseph, I, I know you've written a wonderful book, The Consecration to St. Joseph, and that's something that you can do every year. You pick a, a feast day relative to St. Joseph. Um but what about in the daily? You know, we, we don't have the rosary of St. Joseph. What right. can we do to invoke St. Joseph daily? Right. One thing you already mentioned, which I do daily, is the litany of St. Joseph. That's where you get his official titles approved by the church, and you get some powerful ones. I mean, he's the glory of domestic life, pillar of families, guardian of virgins. I mean, think about that. I mean, we live in this filthy, perverse, pornographic era, 
Uh, do we not need a man so chaste and humble and pure like St. Joseph? Sure. Men are being attacked especially with this threat against their manhood. Um, so daily you can do the litany. Um, Wednesdays, weekly, is our days where we honor St. Joseph. So you can do something special on that. You could go to Mass that day. Um, you could uh, buy a statue in your home, buy a lily that day for the statue, or, or light a candle or something. Um, also, you know, a lot of people don't make the connection between the rosary and St. Joseph, but there actually is one. You know, the joyful mysteries of the rosary, which we typically pray twice a week, if you follow the cycle of praying the rosary mysteries, um, those mysteries are Joseph mysteries. He's in all five of those joyful mysteries, so you can incorporate him into that. Um, and then you can be, you can be creative um, with other things as well. Um, you can... You know, there's the, the, the Sorrows of St. Joseph Devotion, which I've mentioned in my book, and you can find out more on the internet. Um, simple things like that, you know, to, to keep the love going, to don't let it die. The, the year of St. Joseph is over, but not the era of St. Joseph. That's a good way to put it. Now, one of my favorite things that I've learned about St. Joseph and about the Blessed Mother, the more I've, I've delved into this, is that there's a great progression. If you have devotion to St. Joseph, then very naturally mm. you're going to have devotion to the Blessed Mother. And if you have devotion to the Blessed Mother, then you cannot help but right. have devotion to our Lord, her right. son, which is the ultimate goal of all of this. Yeah, and that's isn't that how a family works? I mean, if you get to know... Uh, somebody and you become friends with him, he's going to introduce you to his wife, and then you're going to find out about their their children, right? Well, with the Holy Family, Joseph is going to introduce you to his wife, beautiful, lovely, immaculate virgin mother of God, and he's going to bring you to Jesus. They are going to bring you to Jesus. Um, and that that's just how a family works. You know, you, you think about that. I mean, a lot of people just say, well, it's just me and Jesus. Okay, on one level, okay, there's some truth to that. But Christianity is a family, and we, we're being invited in, in to be members of the Holy Family uh, while we're here on earth so that we can get into the family of the Trinity up in heaven. Take advantage of it. Don't let it pass you by. All right. Now, this is going to be the last question, but I want to preface it saying it this way. Men, pay attention. And, and wives, if your men aren't paying attention, if your husbands aren't paying attention, be sure to go to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast and pull this up and play it for them, because we live in an era where masculinity is under attack and, and and probably right now more than ever in the history of humanity mm. and i'm not going to be as eloquent as saint paul but when i look at what i should do and and what i am doing there's a real disconnect there sometimes and as a husband and as a father and i think back to this past mother's day some comments were made to my wife uh, by those close to us that i should have stood up and said you will not talk to my wife in that manner. You will not disrespect her, and you will not lead my family on a path away from holiness. But that's not always easy to do. So, Father, for the men listening, or for the men whose wives are now going to take the podcast <laughs> to them, what what would you say? How can they get started? Because I think deep down in all of us, we know. We, we want to be yeah. uh, William Wallace and Braveheart. Right, but right. How do we get started with that? Sure. No, there is the practicality to it, right? So, yeah. I mean, I hate to plug my own stuff, but I wrote the formula for it. I got the book for you to do. You know, so um, we need to imitate Saint Joseph. And how do you do that? You get to know him because you you can't love what you don't know. You can't imitate what you're not aware of. So that's why in this book, this program, a 33 day program, you come to know him in his virtues, 
And that's what we need to replicate in ourselves. All children are called to be like their parents. Well, we are spiritual children of Our Lady and St. Joseph, so let's imitate their virtue. So that's what all Marian consecration is about. That's what this consecration to St. Joseph is about. So I encourage the men. Um, you know in your heart and your soul that something is not right in the world. You feel the attacks. You know that the world wants to emasculate you, wants to strip you of your manhood and call it toxic whenever you do something that's you know traditionally manly. Enough of that nonsense. It's time to go back to the basics, and St. Joseph will be the model for you to do this. As great as sports figures are or you're the best musician that you love, fine. But they will fail you. St. Joseph will not fail you. He will show you the way uh, because his son is the way, the truth, and the life. So do this consecration program. It will make you a better man, a better husband, and a better father. I'm just saying, Father's Day is coming up, and if you're looking for a great spiritual gift, the consecration to St. Joseph, I know it's available pretty much in every Catholic bookstore I've ever been to, but it's also on the Marian Fathers website. So where can our listeners go if they just want to go straight to your website and find that? Yeah, we actually designed a website just for it. So it's consecration to consecrationtostjoseph.org. So super simple. Consecration to consecrationtostjoseph.org. You can get it even in an ebook or audio book. You know, a lot of people like those these days. Yeah, it's available in all those formats. All right. Well, Father Calloway, I cannot thank you enough for being with us. This has surely been a pleasure. Could I ask you to lead us in a prayer through St. Joseph's intercession? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this era of St. Joseph, bringing him to our attention and into our hearts. Help us to imitate him. Help us to be like him. Help my brothers in particular to be the men that God is calling them to be, to be like Jesus, to be like St. Joseph. And we ask this blessing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, friends, you're listening to a special edition of Roadmap to Heaven this Monday morning. We're going to take a quick break here, but don't go anywhere. There's still a little bit more of the show left to come. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. It's a new Monday, which means it's time for a new theme on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And here with us is Patty Schneier. Patty, what do you have for us this week? Well, this topic is going to be a little bit of a serious topic. We're going to talk about healing this week. And uh, I have to start right off the bat by saying all of us are broken. All of us have wounds. We are all in need of healing. If we don't think we're broken and we don't think we have wounds, then we have no need for a Savior. And we all need a Savior, and we all have areas in our life that are broken. But I will say that in my own life, up until very, very recently, objectively speaking, I didn't think I was in need of much healing because objectively speaking, I have never experienced great trauma or loss or something that might, or anxiety or depression or anything diagnosed clinically that I thought I needed healing from. So even if you're in that boat too, that objectively speaking, you've never experienced trauma or great loss. We have all, however, experienced the effects of the fall. And even though I did not think I was in need of healing, in 2019, I attended a healing retreat by the John Paul II Healing Center called Healing the Whole Person. And it was given by Dr. Bob Shooks, and it was actually life 
changing for me. So this week, I want to just share some of the nuggets from this retreat that I attended. Again, I, I traveled to go to this retreat. It was worth it for me. I went to Lincoln, Nebraska in 2019 to go hear Dr. Bob Shooks. And we're going to unpack that this week. So today, your encouragement is, I want you to Google Dr. Bob Shooks or Google the John Paul II Healing Center and see the wonderful resources that are available for you this week. And also just pray about maybe, as we unpack this week, this topic of healing. Today, I want everyone to pray about where in my life, Lord, can you shine some light on where I need healing? Show me the wounds that I do need to address, where there is pain, and so that you can come and shed your light And let's journey this week together, and I hope to provide some encouragement in this area of healing. But that's what we're going to do this week, so get started by just praying today that God will show you where in your life there is a wound that needs to be healed. Patty, I know it's always serious when we have the daily dose of encouragement, but we're about to get real when you give us homework. And so I want to thank you for that. And friends, don't forget to do your homework and search for those things today. I look forward to tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, a couple things of note here on the show. This is our only show this week on Roadmap to Heaven, and uh, but for an exciting reason, tomorrow morning I'll be on an airplane flying down to Birmingham, Alabama to visit the studios of EWTN Radio and uh, meet some, some folks down there and hopefully, God willing, uh, make a, a little pilgrimage to the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament in Hansville, Alabama. Everyone I've talked to that's ever been down there has said it is worth the effort, whether you have to, to take a, an Uber or rent a car or hitch up a mule train, whatever you have to do, do what you have to do to get there. So I, I look forward to that. But then we'll be back with you next week on Monday as well, and we're going to have some great guests next week, including Bishop Joseph Coffey, the Auxiliary Bishop for the Archdiocese for Military Services. He'll be with us on Wednesday, and I believe Father Jeffrey Kirby is going to be calling in on Monday morning. So that's next week. Um, a few other things I want to share for you as we wrap up today. Number one, I just read this. Every morning when I get up, I read, uh, I scan a couple news sources, and this is from Catholic News Agency Hannah Brockhouse reporting in Vatican City yesterday during the canonization mass of the 10 new saints that the church received. Alleluia! And uh, praise God for new saints, including St. Charles de Foucault. Um, so what, what a wonderful thing, right? Um, Pope Francis, in his homily, said this, and and this is like roadmap to heaven. I don't know if he was thinking of us when he said it. Maybe he was. I doubt it, though, because I don't know that he knows about our radio show. He said, holiness does not consist of a few heroic gestures, but of many small acts of daily love. I say it again. Holiness does not consist of a few heroic gestures, but of many small acts of daily love. Love. So even though I joke around with Father Calloway that if, if I were canonized, my title would be like doer of the dishes or cleaner of the bathrooms, doing those things at home, packing your children's lunch or, or taking a meal to a loved one or, or something as simple as holding the door open for someone or letting someone step in front of you in line at the checkout line, uh, 
All of these things are vital, these small acts of love, because they train us for the big acts of love. And if we aren't trying to live holiness in the small things, how will we ever be holy in the big things? Small acts of love, because when we see our neighbor, we see our Lord. That's number one. Number two, uh, Thursday morning, I had the privilege to attend a prayer breakfast where there was a beautiful talk by Sister Marie Veritas, I, I believe was her name. And one of the things she said in her talk, she talked about rest. And friends, you know this is something that I am a big proponent of, especially on Sundays. And she said this, the devil hates when you rest because it means you're putting your faith in God, that that things that need to happen will happen. I'm paraphrasing a little because I don't have her exact quote in front of me, but that was it. The devil hates when you rest because it shows you have faith in God that he's God and he's going to take care of things. Um, Yesterday, I was frantically searching for a check that someone gave my wife that she needed me to deposit this morning that I didn't realize what was in the envelope. I think I threw it away. I'm, I'm pouring out trash cans, this, that, and the other thing, and I'm giving up, and I'm tired. It was a long weekend, and I said, I just want to take a quick nap here, and then I'll be refreshed, and I can keep looking. And I thought of that. The devil hates when you rest. So my point is, make Sunday a day of rest. We're called to do it. It's the Lord's Day. Honor him. Go to Mass and then rest. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holiness does not consist of a few heroic gestures, but of many small acts of daily love. Write that down. It's going to be on the test. Thank you to Father Calloway. Friends, you've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Pray your rosary today. You can do it. So do it.